Spike Podcast 15. We are uh, getting up there now. Got a game to preview, a couple other little points. What's going on, Vort? Not much, not much. I'm excited. I've been spending a lot of time thinking about how this game is going to play out, so I'm excited to hear your thoughts and share my prediction as well. I don't really have a feel for it. I just, you know, like I every once in a while I have a major feeling. I know what way I want to go with this one. I could see a bunch of different scenarios. So one of the things I saw, like there was an article that went around about um, Gase is definitely going to be gone and blah, 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 blah. And, and they had a great quote, and I, and I wanted to share it with you. It said, um, whoever this source was, was uh, asked how good Lawrence was over the weekend. A league source who has spent his career working with quarterbacks replied, good enough to keep Gase as a head coach through the rest of the season, which I thought was very <laughs> telling. Like, like Gase is gone, but, uh, you know, he's Trevor Lawrence is good enough that Adam Gase will stay here to ensure we get him. I saw something similar, but uh, it was more from Adam Gase. And he said, we're not here to tank. We're here to win games. And that's the thing that scares me. At this point, I'm on board with you. I don't care about one or two wins. I care about getting Trevor Lawrence. And what worries me is Gase is going to be coaching for a job in the NFL, not as a head coach, but as a job period, whether it's going to be making copies for Bill Belichick, he's going to be coaching for a job in the NFL. And uh, Darnold, if he does get back in the field, you better believe he's going to be playing his ass off to win one or two games. I don't know how we finish our schedule the last two, three games, but I wonder if the teams who are who already basically clinched their playoff position or themselves battling for a better playoff spot, is that where the Jets are going to, quote-unquote, steal a win or two and fuck themselves in the big picture? Uh, I, I know the article you're talking about, and, and the, the part that actually made me laugh was that um, Adam Gase said, we're not here to tank, we want, we're trying to get the young guys some time. And I'm like, oh, good, so are we not going to see any more of Frank Gore? The guy speaks and it just makes no sense. But yeah, that's uh, that's the article from the week that caught my eye that I was just shaking my head. All right. Well, the good news is that with the exception of the last game against the Patriots, every single team is in a playoff hunt. Every single one of them. You got the Chargers this weekend, which maybe not in a playoff hunt, but this weekend's what it is. The rest of the schedule, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. Beautiful. That's what I like to hear. All right. Second point that I had um, come up with here. Uh, is that, I mean, we've known this for weeks, but it's that Jets could officially be eliminated this weekend, which isn't which isn't the wow part. I mean, I mean, at 0-9, you're eliminated, you know, but not mathematically. And the next part is it it would be the earliest elimination in franchise history. And there's an extra playoff team this year. Isn't this the year they went to seven teams? Or did they save that for next year? I read that it got passed, but funny enough, I'm with you. I don't know if it got approved for this year or for the next one. So I'm actually not sure. We'll check that out. Some podcasters we are. But that's just... It's embarrassing, it's laughable, it's everything in between. And the fact that we're at 0-9 and still not mathematically eliminated, that just uh, that's a joke in itself as well. I, I Well, yeah, the fact that we're not, but the early, of all the shitty years the Jets have had, this would be the earliest one ever. And I'm looking up real quick to see if uh, if they had any teams. Yep, there are more teams this year. So there are 14 teams, so seven from each conference this year. And the Jets still managed to get eliminated earlier than ever before. You know, there's a Jet fan sitting in a basement somewhere right now saying, listen, when we beat the Chargers, this is going to springboard the season. We're going to steal that last wild card spot. This is going to be the momentum that we need. All right. So you you go first for the game. Let me let me gather my thoughts since I don't necessarily have a, uh, a strong opinion on it. So when you and me talked and we discussed the rookie quarterback, this game is probably the hottest prediction of the season. Two things I want to say. Number one, I believe that there will be a game 
this season before the season is said and done that I will pick the Jets to win. I just uh, there will be a game. It's probably going to be a game against the Dolphins and Tua just because they play the Dolphins tough. But not to digress. On paper, this is the game that makes sense. If you're going to pick the Jets to win any game of the season, this is it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to first give you my score for the game and I'll let you know why I'm going this way. My final prediction is Chargers 23, Jets 20. I went back and forth so many times over the last couple of days. I wanted to pick the Jets. It's the rookie quarterback. It's a struggling team all around in the Chargers. So if you're going to nab, if you're going to steal a victory, this was going to be it. But I looked at the Jets. I went down memory lane. And here's the three points that I came up with. Number one, this is a perfect, if if you know the Jets, this is the perfect quote-unquote trap game for the Jets. Usually we use the term when you have a big game coming up that matters and you have a soft team coming up on a schedule this week. For the Jets, I think this is the opposite. Number one, we looked good against the Pats. It was a close game, even though we lost. We have a bye week. We have, an ex- we have extra time to prepare for a rookie quarterback. And I believe we have a defensive coordinator who is, uh, because of his experience, because of the defense he runs, he is well-equipped to give nightmares to rookie quarterbacks. When you add all those things up, I believe the Jets will find a way to lose simply because all those things are in their favor. I simply have to be a Jet fan. And three particular games came to mind where I had to say, you know what? When the Jets control their own destiny and we're penciling in a win because logically that's we have a chance to win, the Jets never do. I remember the season, I forget the year, when the Jaguars and the Panthers were both expansion teams. Both looked terrible back in the day when expansion teams actually took a few years to be legit and good teams. And the Jets managed to lose uh, to one of them. I believe it was the Jaguars. When Tim Tebow took over the Broncos, managed to lose to Tim Tebow on the final drive, allowing him to run, allowing him to look like an old pro on one drive. And of course, it was the final drive. I was actually at that game in Denver. That was the year I went to all 16 games. Yeah, Wonderful memories. And the final game was when you and me were at the bar to celebrate the Jets who were going to beat the Bills and clinch the playoff spot. And they choked. When I look at all those things, I look on paper, yes. Can we beat the Chargers? Absolutely. Will we? No. I believe it's going to be close. I simply believe the Chargers have better playmakers, whether it's their running back Melvin Gordon, whether it's their very, very talented and somewhat underrated receiving corps. And actually, their young quarterback does look pretty good. Vort, Melvin Gordon's on Denver now, my friend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fuck that up. All around. I know we are we are uh, rolling today. We don't know how many teams are in the playoffs. You don't know who the Chargers running back is. I think it's Austin Eckler, isn't it? I was thinking or, of or Eckler. He even too. he's out. I believe he's injured. <laughs> no, he's on the team, but I believe he's injured. Right. Uh, but overall, I just believe the Chargers do have more playmakers. I believe the young quarterback looks talented. He he will have his rookie up and ups and downs, but he looks talented. I do believe the Chargers have decent to to average plus receiving corps somewhat underrated especially on a losing team but it goes back to can the jets make plays when it matters and i believe they can't i believe they'll make enough plays to keep it close with the bad chargers team but when it matters in crunch time i think the chargers will make more plays and they'll end up winning by a field goal, 23-20. I've had all of those thoughts this week too. Very similar thoughts. You know, the Chargers definitely have more playmakers. I mean, who doesn't? 
Um, the Chargers, you know, with the, with the rookie quarterback and, you know, there's the other factor that the Jets entire secondary is depleted now, you know, Poole is out for the year. Bless Austin is questionable. Desir was released. They have a rookie in there who, um, you know, won a bright spot. He's Bryce Hall was drafted in the fifth round. He was supposed to be a, like a second round talent, but had a bad ankle injury in his senior year. And, and Douglas took him in the fifth, hoping that they'd get him back sometime this year, but at worst have him for next year. So, you know, that, that's a bright spot in the secondary, but the Jets have no secondary. So to your point about a, a trap game, I've seen the Jets do that. When you expect them to suck, they're good. When you expect them to be good, they suck. I don't know whether that secondary being bad means they rise to the occasion because I've seen that happen. You expect the Jets to get destroyed and, and they rise to the occasion. I was thinking along the same lines as you. I don't think the Chargers, as I said earlier in the week, are worth a nine point spread. So I think the Jets cover. I think the Jets lose something like 21-16, 24-16, 23-17, that kind of stuff, you know? Although I, I hate going with 17 because that means they need two touchdowns. I, I try and stick to I try and stick to two or three field goals and one touchdown if I if I predict the Jets score. So you'll hear a lot of 19s and 17s and I mean 16s and 13s and nines and stuff like that. I don't know. So I'm gonna go with Chargers win. Chargers do not cover. Okay, so with that said, give me your best case. Well, you already gave me your realistic case. Give me your best case and your worst case. Best case scenario is the Jets uh, win the game because I believe right. Greg Williams is a strong defensive coordinator. He can game plan to really confuse rookies. The big problem is Greg Williams likes to put pressure on the quarterback and the Jets don't have players to put that pressure on the quarterback, to force uh, to force the rookie to make quick reads, quick decisions, and get rid of the ball. Right. So that's He's going to be drinking coffee back there and looking for his receivers to get open against a shit-ass secondary. Absolutely. But if you're being realistic, the best-case scenario is Herbert plays like a rookie quarterback, commits a couple of turnovers, and the Jets win the game. Something in terms of 20... Jets put up somewhere between 21 to 24 points, and they limit the Chargers to 20 or below. Something like two touchdowns and maybe a field goal or two. So best-case scenario, Jets 24, Chargers 17. That's the best case scenario because it is possible. We do we can't discount the fact that we are playing a rookie quarterback. Worst right. case scenario is the Jets look like it's a trap game to the fullest. They shit the bed. They give up a couple of big plays early. They go down by two scores. Gates will go ultra conservative because why wouldn't he when we're lo- when we're losing? We have to obviously start giving the ball to Gore and ru- and run, run, run and control the clock. I don't think it's going to be bad in the sense of a uh, losing by fifteen to eighteen to a Chargers team, but if we lose something like twenty four to thirteen, twenty four to seventeen, and uh, we get a score late in the game that makes it look better on paper than uh, it actually does look when you consider the eye test, I think that'll be pretty pathetic because the Chargers are a struggling team. They are a weak team. They're also pretty much out of the playoff race. So to me, a worst case scenario is losing by more than one score to this team. I'm with you on the best case scenario is that the Jets win. If the Jets win, I think it'll be a a, a, a somewhat low scoring game, not, not a shootout, certainly not 10-7. But I think if the Jets get a couple of turnovers and and um, you know, do what they did against New England and look pretty good for a while. New England's not no, you know, Chargers are nowhere as good as New England, even as as um, you know, as kind of depleted as New England is this year. So I would say something like Jets, you know, twenty Chargers seventeen, twenty three twenty, uh, twenty. I can't go twenty four. That's three touchdowns. I can't do it. So I would say two touchdowns, couple of field goals. So something like that. Twenty three twenty would be the Jets' best case scenario. I think the worst case scenario is the wheels come off and the Chargers put it all together because they're two and seven. But I think six of their losses or five of their losses have been by one score. Or most of a good majority of their losses have been by one score. So they've been in games against good teams. 
they've beaten a couple of teams that maybe they shouldn't have beaten or were toss up like Jacksonville, for instance. I think the worst case could be that the that the Chargers kind of get healthy and and Herbert doesn't have anybody in that secondary to scare him and he's got no pressure and he just sits there and throws the ball to Keenan Allen and you know the tight end Hunter. Uh, what the hell is his name? Hunter. Hunter, whatever, you know, the, the, the tight end and Keenan Allen. <laughs> one of those days and, for us. Yeah, Mike Williams, I mean, just gets these guys, just just start catching ball. That's one thing the Patriots do not have is a bunch of weapons. The one weapon they have had a pretty good game, and that was uh, the Jacoby Myers kid. So the Chargers do have weapons, so they could pick the Jets off pretty well. So the worst case to me is, is a big blowout. The Jets might put up 10 or 13, but I could see the Chargers going up in the— Excuse me, in the 30 area and be, you know, 31, 13, 30 to 13, um, 30 to 10, 30 to 7, that kind of thing. I think if if everything goes poorly, the Chargers can put up in the low to mid 30s and the Jets will be in their usual, you know, two scores area. And that's so that's my worst case. There is another thing that making that's make, given me a feeling of unease about the game where typically I'm excited when we play a rookie quarterback. I know I keep repeating my, that phrase, but that's just the bottom line. You have a rookie quarterback on your schedule, you get excited. You can confuse him, you can for, force turnovers. That all plays in your favor. I just pulled up Justin Herbert's stats, just for the hell of it. The guy's having a very, very solid rookie season. If we were playing a rookie quarterback in the first two, three, four weeks of the season, when the guy is still getting the feel for the speed of the game, kind of learning the offense, Especially this season when, because of Corona, there was no preseason, very limited training camp. I would have liked our chances a lot more. At this point in the season, the kid looks like, we can't say if he looks like a legit NFL starter, but he certainly looks legit and he doesn't look, he doesn't appear to be overmatched. I have to give him credit for that. And on paper, the stats are very, very solid. Give them to me. Let me see. Almost 67% completion, 2,300 yards, but a fantastic touchdown to interception ratio, 19 to 6, quarterback rating of 102.8, and only 16 sacks, I guess about two a game. So not an eyesore. When you look at some rookie quarterback stats, you expect, at best, you expect touchdowns to INTs to be almost even. Kid looks like an NFL quarterback. That's shocking. 19 and 6 with a, with a, with a, um, a season rating over 102. On a struggling team, no less. And if he's only been sacked twice, that means they can protect him. And we know the Jets have no pass rush. So you, you, you might be uh, forcing me to change my, uh, my change my mind here, but I'm going to stick with it. You know, I think Bosa comes back this week too. So that means that Flacco oh, could fantastic. be in trouble. Speaking of Flacco, it looks like uh, Darnold will be back next week is what they say. Um, he, it was all kinds of things that he's making a lot of progress, should return to practice this week. So he will return from Miami, it looks like. Everybody who's thinking that they had seen the last of Darnold in a Jet uniform is, uh, you know, was wrong. Possibly. Again, to me, this is more of a this is more of a testament to the character of uh, Darnold and the fact that he has every reason to just get healthy, sit out. There's nothing more that he can do this season that'll kind of change the opinion of the majority of people. I think a lot of people believe that he's very mistake prone, but a lot of people believe that he's very, very salvageable with the right coaching. So the fact that he's choosing to put his health at risk to come out, put on the uniform and try to win a game or two. Kudos to the kid, and uh, I, for one, will definitely be rooting for him to put something good on tape so he gets what he deserves, a contract, and hopefully with a good coach who can turn him around. All right, let's let's do a couple of Facebook posts. I know I wanted to save these only for like the off day when it wasn't a game thing, but these these won't have a lot of life in them by the time we get to the next one. Now, this is about James Morgan. Wait till you hear this one. This might be the best one yet. Why would you risk getting him injured more and fuck his trade value up? Do you all think before you type? This is James Morgan we're talking about here, by the way, not Sam Darnold. Who's James Morgan? 
<laughs> he <laughs> that's that's the best I response you could have given me. Maybe I, I usually you know I know the Jets inside out. Who's James Morgan? I'm not even trying to be funny. I know I, I could tell from the way you hesitated and then said it. Uh, he was drafted in the fourth round by Douglas this year. Um, he's basically rode the bench. He hasn't even dressed as the number two quarterback. He came from, I don't know, one of those Florida schools, but he's he's a project quarterback. They stuck probably to hope he can become a career backup or whatever. But this guy's actually talking about fucking up his trade value. I mean, what, where do these people get this shit from? I'm sorry, Rob. I have nothing. I didn't even know the kid had a trade value. So if he did, <laughs> exactly. kudos to the poster, but I got nothing on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these things just don't require analysis. They just like, like, oh my God. Okay, here's the next one. This typical, uh, we shouldn't tank kind of thing. I don't want to go 0-16. I don't give a shit about Lawrence or any other single player. I want to be a fan of a team that wants to win games. The Patriots haven't won Super Bowls with number one picks. Beat the Chargers. Well, first of all, obviously, the man clearly, or the woman clearly had a lot of alcohol to compare us to the Patriots just looking at the last 10 to 20 years. I don't think that should be the team we're comparing maybe we hold ourselves to that goal down the line but you convinced me forget that one win forget those two wins they do nothing for me i've been a fan long enough that i want success i don't want success to come in the form of winning a game winning two games maybe reaching the playoffs one season i want sustained success which means building a team that starts with the uh, that starts with the franchise quarterback i am all in on Trevor Lawrence, lose all the go 0 and 18 if that's possible. Let's get Trevor Lawrence, let's get this ship right. Listen, you, you know my feelings on that. We've talked about it. Okay, here's one we, we just said, starting to think we'll never see Donald play for the Jets again. I mean, it, I mean, if he was hurt, that's one thing, but do they really think they're going to bench the guy? All right, rumors that the Jets are shutting Donald down for the season so he doesn't hurt his trade value, which I. I mean, does Donald have any trade value at this point? He 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 got hurt. He's been out on two different occasions this year. The previous two years, he was out once. Now he's been out on two different occasions for multiple games. And you're talking about trade value for a guy who has three touchdowns, six interceptions, and an Owen. I guess he missed four games. Owen five record. I mean, it, I, mean I think optimistically we get a fourth round draft for, for for him. A best case scenario, a third. Certainly nothing above that. And I even think third is a stretch. And everybody knows we're letting him go. Everybody knows he doesn't have a future on the team. So who's going to be trading for him? I think you're right. I think earlier in the season, before they ruined him more, they might have gotten like a second. There was even talk that like a team in the late first might have given up something. Where there's no shot anybody does that now. You're right. Okay, here's one. The carousel of coaches has been killing us for decades. I no longer care who is coach. Our roster is the worst in the NFL. How to fix the roster is all the Jets should be concentrating on. As far as head coach, if Darnold stays, probably best to keep Gase both on the same one-year leash. No, 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 no. Don't tell me anything that involves keeping Gase. What, what are your thoughts? You go first because I keep hijacking and uh, sharing my thoughts. You know I'm a big proponent of learning how the business of football works. So there's no way they're keeping Donald for a number of reasons. But keeping Gase because him and Donald are on the same page is ridiculous. What makes you think they're on the same page? They haven't, they haven't, they're not even in the same book, much less on the same page. So I don't know why coaching continuity is such a big thing for jet fans who say oh we can't just change coaches every three years well fuck yeah you can if your coach sucks none of our coaches have ever gone on to do something somewhere else except for carol but that was 20 years later bad continuity is continuity as well you know what i mean it doesn't mean that you should only do things for the sake of continuity so thinking we should keep gase because him and donald are on the same page is just i mean that's i know it's politically incorrect but that's the height of retardation at this point listen uh not not like donald was a 
proven starter in the NFL, but there can be an argument that he actually regressed. We've seen him get worse under Gase. Gase has not been a winner, has not been anything. So even though I, I do agree with the part of the argument that says we need to improve our roster, that's the job of the GM. Gase hasn't shown me even an inch of proof that he can get the best out of what he has. So no, hit the road, buddy. Don't want you here. Final one. You know, the thought process is is kind of strange, but the, the lack of logic is is astounding. Okay. So Flacco starts again. The conspiracy, conspiracy theorist in me thinks JD is doing this because he knows we may win with Darnold and his three receivers starting for the first time this season. I don't even know where to start on how many different conspiracies there are in there and how none of them really make any sense. But you think the general manager is is telling his coach not to play the quarterback because he's afraid the team might win with this guy. The same guy who who has looked worse than, I mean, Flacco is terrible too, but he's looked better than Donald. Save that conspiracy. If they actually don't play him for the rest of the season, fine, you can come out with that. But if he's being delayed an extra week because he's injured and there's already reports he is coming back, that conspiracy theory just got debunked. God damn, we're good. I think if anything, he's, <laughs> you would think you, you put Donald back in there, the Jets would lose. You know, I think they got a better shot with Flacco at this point than they do with Donald. I literally think Joe Douglas, just when they catch him on a sideline sometimes, and I think you showed me a picture when he's holding his head, he might be the only guy in the Jets universe who is legitimately saying, guys, listen, I, I really do want to win a game. Like, I don't want to go in 0-16. and I think reasonable people like us, we are all in for tanking. <laughs> I think Joe Douglas is like, just one game, guys. Just show me I have an NFL roster here, something. Really? I don't think so. I think Douglas is perfectly happy. I think Douglas has already closed the book on this year and is looking to next year. He's already decided, you know, he wants to do this. He's got draft picks for that and money to spend for this. I, I don't think he's concerned about this year at all. I think he's kind of like like us. I don't think he's actively rooting because I cannot sit there and root for the other team against the Jets. I can't. No matter how hard I try and do that with words, my, my heart doesn't do it. And I'm happy when the Jets do something good. I think he's probably similar. I think he's okay with the losing, knowing that it's a long-term thing. We're looking at, at, at a, you know, like a, like a, um, like a TV show goes on like a five episode arc where something happens over five episodes and you don't find out what happens. And it's not all about that one episode. I think Joe, Joe Douglas is on a one, like a two season arc here. He's, already given up he's not worried about what's happening this year he's, he wants to win but he's not going to be d- devastated if we lose and then we're going to find out you know the, the cliffhanger is going to come next year when when we find out what he does yeah i have to give this one to you i, I spoke a little bit on emotion the guy is definitely <laughs> not in fear for his job your point is well taken you got me on that one all right well i guess that's as close as we're going to come to disagreeing and arguing and spicing things up a bit but um all right that's that's really all i have this week i mean we uh you know we, we previewed the game that you're going with 23 20 as your final that's it you're locking that in that's my lock for this week chargers 23 right. jets 20 all right i'm gonna go with 21 16 so 21 16 chargers we both have the chargers and if you're gambling that means the jets cover the spread Although I, I hate picking a team to cover the spread knowing they're going to lose anyway. I will do it then. I guess we'll uh, we'll try and talk tomorrow night or uh, on Monday and, uh, and review the game. Looking forward to it as always, my man. All right. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, my man. Take care.